Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode. I've been really enjoying setting the imagery at the beginning of the episode. I find that that really helps me to connect when I'm listening to a podcast. So tonight it is a really cozy winter's night. We had a little bit of snow here in Vancouver, which once again is kind of unusual. And I am cozied up in bed. Yes, I'm recording this in bed again. I've been finding that to be really nice and I just get into this really relaxed zone and I find that that's a really good headspace for me to be in when I'm recording. And then I just have Leo, my cat, cuddled up at my feet. He has been so loving recently and been kind of following me around, which is so cute. I think because since I started actually leaving the house to work, which I didn't do for a really long time, I was working from home for over three years. So since I've been leaving the home to work and my partner also does not work from home at this time, we find that our cat is so much more affectionate and loving. So he's just curled up at my feet and he kind of follows me around. And yeah, I just finished my dinner. I made a TikTok viral recipe, which still yet to decide how I feel about it. To be honest, I think I might have done something wrong. But anyhow, it was the green goddess salad. And you may have seen this on TikTok, you may not. But if you look that up, you'll find what I mean. I absolutely love this type of salad. I'm not always eating salads, don't get me wrong. But when I find one that is really delicious, I'll just eat it over and over until I get sick of it. I don't think I properly um, blended the ingredients well enough and I was getting chunks of raw garlic so halfway through it became a little bit unpleasant to eat but anyhow that is my update for the evening as you can tell I have a lot of exciting and thrilling things going on Um, but yeah I think otherwise the main thing that I wanted to follow up on from a previous week was I had talked about how I'm not necessarily the most tuned into conversations about astrology but I'm learning more and I just find it a really interesting thing to follow in terms of the fluctuations of our mood and energy and making sense of what's going on within us and in the world and it's not that I necessarily use it as a you know one size fits all and you know outsourcing my decision making or anything like that but I just I like to kind of connect with something that can help me to find meaning in my life and I mentioned in the last episode that human design has been really cool to explore but also um, just being attuned to the cycles of the moon and the planets etc and so I always like to connect I've been doing this for a little while now with 
different types of rituals throughout the various phases of the moon so I'll do like a little full moon ritual and usually that's more to do with releasing and letting go and you know overcoming limiting beliefs and just kind of taking stock of what's not working for me and just working through that and then during the new moon period I like to think about invoking new experiences or calling in new experiences or you know becoming more embodied in certain values that I have, etc. I do also find that these cycles provide me with a good kind of check-in point for myself to just see where I'm at with certain themes in my life and to just revisit certain things. And one of the big themes that I've mentioned a couple of times has been creativity. So I found that every time I kind of reconnect with my sense of creativity and check in with where I'm at, because I think that plays such a big role in my personal and professional life, I find that I'm always having new insights and new realizations in relation to my sense of creativity and ultimately the way that I show up and express myself and my way of being. So around the time of the last full moon I had mentioned that I was checking in with myself and this theme of my creativity and one of the big ways that I express that is online and I had just been finding that I was feeling a lot of pressure, um, a lot of that self-inflicted but um you know, it's something that I grapple with a lot and I go back and forth in, you know, how I want to approach things and my intention always remains the same and that I want to uplift and support and inspire and serve, especially in relation to people's healing journeys. But my actual kind of day-to-day how I show up and do that I always find that I'm still kind of experimenting and still trying to find the best way that is both in service of myself and others while also not getting so consumed with the metrics and the numbers and the measurements that I you know can see and are very visible to me at all times. Where I was at during that update was that I was feeling this huge burst of creativity but I was having a hard time translating that if that makes sense I just sometimes find it hard to bring that into fruition at times because I think I have a lot of narratives surrounding well it has to be packaged in this way and I'm very much a perfectionist when it comes to certain things and um, you know you have to frame it in such a way that people are going to resonate with it and putting a lot of boundaries and kind of constraints on the way that I express myself and I wasn't really sure where I stood in relation to wanting to express myself outside perhaps of the confines of a niche. Ultimately this kind of same mentality can apply to so many different areas of life when we have this desire or this you know creative impulse and yet we feel confined by how it needs to be packaged in order to receive the approval of others so that's something that I has been like kind of an ongoing theme for me for quite a while and since that episode I have had some insight I won't say I've arrived to you know a concrete answer about what the best way to be is but the one insight that I will say is a good takeaway from this podcast which is that when I started this podcast I kind of made a commitment with myself that I would show up every week and 
create just the smallest amount of structure for myself, which is that, okay, once a week, I'm going to sit down and I'm just going to show up in the way that I know how to and the way that I can and however I'm feeling that week. And I'm just going to sit down and I'm going to record an episode and I'm going to see where that takes me. And the lesson for me, because I've been able to do that and it's been feeling really good and it hasn't been feeling like I resent it or I feel confined by that structure is that I create containers for myself to express and then within that container I can allow myself to not necessarily need to show up in the most perfect way. So it's kind of this balance of creativity and almost not messiness but just the ability to like freely express while also having a container for that to actually happen. And again, I'm not sure how much sense this is going to make because it's still an ongoing and an evolving thought process, but I do also find having various outlets for my creativity where in some I can allow myself to be a little bit more messy and kind of less you know, curated, but in others being able to be a little bit more intentional and thoughtful and in a sense... Um, going along with a theme perhaps and the reason that I bring this up is because I've realized something about myself is that in some ways when I allow myself to be completely free of any sort of structure I feel very ungrounded and I feel like there's almost this internal sense of chaos and overwhelm so this last little while has been a really important reminder to me that I can still have this balance of creating containers and creating the structures that make me feel grounded while also allowing myself to show up to those containers and to those specific structures and just freely express myself. Like I said, this is still an ongoing and evolving thought process, but I just thought I'd share in case anyone else is resonating and in that part of their creative process and feeling maybe a little bit of pressure and perhaps feeling overwhelmed, um, I thought that that might be kind of helpful to provide that update. But with that aside, I want to introduce today's main topic, which is kind of going to be a two-in-one. I made a video the other day that was decisions and experiences that have changed my life, and I decided that I would do an episode that on that as well, just to kind of build and expand on some of the things I mentioned. Obviously, it can be quite challenging to go into any amount of detail as I create a 15 or 30 or 60 second video. So I just wanted to be able to provide a little bit more context. And then the other benefit of this episode is that you will get to know me a little bit better and know a little bit about my story. Obviously, a lot of these episodes are talking about specific parts of my story in relation to mental health and mindfulness, etc. And I'm, you know, weaving in personal anecdotes, but this one I'm going to be sharing in a little bit more depth. So yeah, if you've been curious to get to know me in any way and kind of understand how I've come to the point that I am now, then I'm going to, you know, share all of those big milestones. And some of these may resonate with you. And the reason that I think I really wanted to share these experiences because not all of them are happy necessarily or quote-unquote positive experiences but the objective here is to show how in a sense all of them have kind of led me to where I am now either directly or indirectly and perhaps some of the more difficult and challenging ones although at the time I couldn't really see you know the bigger picture 
over time, I was able to look back and understand the role that they played in my life and how that got me to where I am now. In the interest of time, I'm not going to take you back to my first step or childhood events or anything like that. We're going to be starting in the last five or so years and I'm going to be sharing mainly the things that are pertinent to, you know, my mental health experience and the big life changes and transitions that I've made in the last few years that are, you know, specifically relevant to my career and my overall mental health journey. So allow me to begin with the infamous very first panic attack that I had. When I posted this on social media, I got a lot of folks saying that that too was a very pivotal moment in their life for, you know, better or for worse. For me at the time, this was basically the thread that unraveled the yarn. I'm not sure if that's the same, but essentially what I'm trying to, you know, articulate is it was as though that opened the floodgates to what perhaps was bubbling beneath the surface for a really long time. And just to provide a little imagery once again, I was in a work meeting with a couple of colleagues and some clients. I was working in management consulting and so we were conducting a meeting, I can't remember what, but I still very vividly remember, you know, who was there, the room that we were in, and it kind of is just forever imprinted in my memory. And the reason that this was transformational was because prior to that, I had never been aware of my mental state. I had never thought or reflected on my mental well-being. And so really this first experience was kind of like the canary in the coal mine for me, where it was an indicator that I needed to take a deeper look at what was going on in my life and you know the buildup of lifestyle choices and stressors that I had that I was not managing in a healthy way I am very open about the fact that during that period of time I was drinking a lot I was going out a lot I was not getting good sleep I had zero you know self-care practices I didn't have much of a routine and I'm not saying this to shame anyone if that's if that any part of that resonates with you. I'm simply saying that for where I was at the time, it was not helping me to combat the high amount of stress that I was also experiencing in my work. So the reason that this was transformational was because first of all, it was the first time that I ever actually like took a step back and looked at my life and you know, tried to decide for myself whether or not I was headed in a direction that I wanted to head in and then also thinking about how I could be taking better care of myself, how I could be getting out of some of these kind of toxic cycles that had been just beating me down and making me feel ultimately just, you know, anxious and stressed all the time, which is a good segue into my next experience that was extremely transformational and life-changing, which was one of the ways in which I sought to cope with the experience of anxiety, which was essentially through the practices of mindfulness and yoga and meditation. And because I started to explore this through different books and, you know, I actually was introduced to yoga by my sister, 
I felt really called to start to study this myself and start to take different trainings and read different books and just really expand my horizons. And throughout that period of time was when I started to realize that, you know, once I started to feel the positive effects of these practices in my life, that it would be important to me one day to share those with other people. As I mentioned, one of my first experiences with mindfulness was through the practice of yoga. So during the time that I was really struggling with my mental health and with my anxiety, I was really looking for something to turn my attention to and something to kind of work on and work towards. So I decided to do a yoga teacher training. And during this time, I was still employed. I was still working at the consulting firm. But this just gave me kind of an outlet to explore something different. And I hadn't I had been practicing yoga for a long time, but I had never pictured myself, you know, as a teacher or being able to get to a place where I would, you know, be in that realm because I had been so used to working in more corporate types of jobs. So that yoga teacher training was a really good first experience for me to actually imagine myself being in a position to facilitate a experience for other folks and an experience that would help folks to connect with their bodies, connect with their mind and breath, and just find that sense of inner peace. And so that was also a really transformational experience in that, first of all, having this potential shift in identity and being able to see myself as someone who could play a role and contribute to the journeys and the well-being of others and then at the same time there's a lot of self-inquiry and self-reflection that comes along with the teacher training and through that experience like I said I was still employed at the consulting firm but I had a number of realizations and deep you know kind of moments of connection within myself that made me realize that it was time for me to move on from that job. And I want to talk a little bit about this for a minute about that decision because there was a series of kind of like waves of realization that I almost felt like I was being pushed out of it. And so, you know, as I cultivated these mind-body practices and got so deeply connected with more of an internal sense of intuition which I hadn't previously felt at all I found it a lot harder to ignore these signs and to continue to move forward in a path that I knew deeply was not suited for me or that I was being called to something else the other thing too with that training is I think it really helped me to shift the way that I saw myself in that going into it, obviously I was really, really struggling with anxiety and panic and I really didn't see myself being capable of being able to complete the training and also being able to facilitate a class at the end of it to get up in front of people and to lead a whole one hour class seemed just so unfathomable to me given that I was struggling with panic and just simple day-to-day interactions so going through that whole experience is it was about three months of that training and then being able to come out at the end and have the experience of leading the class and feeling so connected and feeling so proud of myself and it really helped me to shift the way I saw myself because I saw that I was capable of something that I didn't think I would be able to do going into it and that to me just was a really powerful lesson in being able to shift and change 
the way that you perceive yourself. This was also kind of the first experience that I had with studying these topics and learning about these topics. So that kind of opened up the doors to me and I went on to continue and do different trainings from mindfulness to meditation trainings and really helped to build my foundation of the practices that I have within my own tool belt, but then also being able to share that with others and to be able to facilitate and lead others on their journey. So I mentioned this briefly, but I just wanted to expand on it, which was essentially that decision to walk away from that first job. So this was pivotal because it was the first job that I had out of university. I felt like a lot of my self-worth and my identity was wrapped up in that job because up until that point, I had been kind of on a linear path. So making the decision to walk away felt very scary because I had never allowed myself to think outside of that linear path that I was on when I did the training the yoga teacher training and I felt very much connected to these practices and the modalities that I was learning to connect with myself and to pay attention to my inner world and the sense of well-being that I experienced as I deepened these practices and and then having the ability to share that with others I never felt that same sense of purpose and connection in the career that I had been embarking on up until that point. And one thing that I want to share quickly is that I don't necessarily align to the whole narrative that, you know, you have to have this passion and that passion has to be deeply connected to your career. I do see the value in being able to compartmentalize because oftentimes when we mix the pressure to succeed and the pressure to financially support yourself with something that we're passionate about, it can actually taint and make that thing a lot more um, heavy and we may not enjoy it as much. But in my case, this just showed me that the way that I was spending the majority of my time, which was in this job, was not something that I cared to continue to pursue and that I felt that I at least owed it to myself to try to see what else was out there and I was always open to the idea that perhaps there would be a middle ground where I would have some sort of outlet for this more creative energy that I was feeling in the sense of wanting to be more immersed in the wellness and mindfulness space while also having a little bit of a mix of also being able to take with me from this job what I liked. Um, I was always open to that possibility and it's interesting because that's kind of where I'm at now. But my real mentality at that time was like, okay, I gotta shake it up. I Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello 
Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. The idea of this stretching forward and not having an end in sight, I at least need to explore something else. And I've talked so many times about how for me, my inner child is very connected with a sense of curiosity. And so I really deeply felt like I needed to allow myself to experiment with what I was feeling curious about. And then, you know, if it didn't work out, it didn't work out, but I would always have the knowing that I allowed myself to. And that was a really important life lesson that I learned from that period of time. What I ended up doing, which at the time probably made a lot of people scratch their heads, was I actually left this very corporate job and went and worked at a summer camp. And the idea there was I just wanted to kind of immerse myself into a completely different place, a place that would give me a completely different you know, exposure and experience. And I had loved growing up going to summer camp. So I thought that would be a really nice way for me to reconnect with that part of myself and just see where that took me. And how I want to weave this into the story is that that experience was pivotal, not only in the sense that it allowed me to see that there was different ways of being because a lot of the people that worked at that job were people who worked seasonally so they would come to work in the summer at this camp and then they would go out to do a ski season usually a lot of the people I was meeting were doing that in British Columbia which is where I live now ultimately it was just really cool because I was able to see that there were different alternative ways of living that I had not really been previously exposed to of course I grew up going to summer camp but I really wasn't familiar with this kind of more seasonal lifestyle and this way of being that is deeply connected to nature and more um, kind of spontaneous, if you will, like just living with the seasons and planning in four-month chunks. That was a very new experience to me. Another big transformation that was occurring at this time in my life was that I was really starting to come to some realizations about the way that I was showing up to relationships and specifically intimate relationships. And one of the big realizations that I had was that I, first of all, 
was really struggling with my self-esteem and self-worth and up until that point I really placed a lot of value and a lot of my self-worth in whether or not I was dating someone. I felt pretty insecure if I was single and I wasn't even talking to anyone and I would always feel like I needed to have that sense of validation in order to feel good about myself but at the same time I felt that I was constantly attracting partners who whether it was on my side or on their side, there was just this hot and cold dynamic and I never really thought it would be possible for me to actually have a healthy, happy relationship because on one side, I just didn't feel necessarily worthy of that happening. And on the other side, I was having so many experiences with people where, you know, it was just, I just always felt myself feeling like, okay, I guess like this is what it's like to be in a relationship And so during that period of my life, when I made the decision to leave my job, I felt like I was going through a lot of big transformations. And one of those was just finally trying to work on being accepting of being alone and really coming into connection with myself and working on my relationship with myself before I actually started to seek out a partner. And I didn't necessarily do this because I felt like that would get me a partner. I just felt exhausted by constantly putting myself in relationships where I just ended up feeling worse. And, you know, I was still not really valuing myself, not setting clear boundaries and not allowing myself to be fully authentic because I thought that people wouldn't accept me when I was showing up as such. So this was a chapter in which I really started to peel back the layers, see some of the unhealthy habits that I was engaging in, and finally start to focus on my relationship with myself. Interestingly enough, the reason I bring this up is because it wasn't long after that that I actually met my current partner who, you know, not to get into it, not to get sappy, but truly is what I always knew I wanted and what I used to do when I was going through this period of intense transformation was I used to write you know my ideal scenarios in a lot of different ways. I used to write lists that were pretty superficial but as I got more connected with myself and my true values and intentions I would write them more based off of how I wanted to feel and the shared values that we would have and it's funny because after having met my partner I had completely forgotten that I even wrote those lists but I looked back and it was like to a T the type of person that he is. I share this because I find that A lot of the times for me, the way that my patterning works is that once I actually finally start to disconnect from the need of something is when that thing will show up in my life. And so when it came to my partner, once I stopped feeling like I needed a partner to validate me and I started to actually work on some of the things within myself that were seeking that validation and really prioritized my connection with myself and my relationship with myself and my the boundaries and the advocacy that I had for myself was when I actually met someone that was aligned to what I feel I truly wanted and not just someone that would fill the void of needing to be in a relationship. The other reason that I knew it was different also ties into the next life-changing decision slash experience, which was the decision to travel by myself abroad. And 
During this time, I was really just searching a lot for a sense of purpose for my next step. And so having met this partner, you know, I still felt like I wanted to have that experience. And I very much trusted that if it was meant to be, we would, you know, be able to navigate that and come out on the other side. But that was kind of another reason that I knew that this partnership was different was because I had already planned to go by myself abroad and then I met the partner and in the past I probably would have given up that decision because you know I wanted to be with that person and you know I would choose that over my own experience but I felt confident within myself and I felt confident within the relationship that it would be okay to go you know long distance and do our own thing for a bit and he was on the same page as well so the next kind of experience was I traveled abroad by myself to teach English and it's not necessarily the first time that I've done this but it's the farthest I've ever gone and it was also just an extremely lonely experience because in past experiences of traveling it was always you know I had the opportunity to really easily meet other people whereas in this particular experience I was teaching English in a really small town in Thailand it was definitely a lot more difficult to meet new people and as a result that was one of the most transformational but profoundly lonely experiences of my life and when I when I shared about that experience of being in Thailand I would often you know feel this sense of guilt that I wasn't being completely truthful with the degree to which I was feeling unbearably lonely because at the time I was you know only presenting really a certain view of my life on social media which is you know everything's good whatever but looking back and even during that time it was it was un I, I can't even really describe it in words how unbelievably lonely it was because I was going through a lot with my mental health and my identity I think it was a very healing experience in in my loneliness and that I was in a position where I just had to once again really take a deep look at myself and my life and some of the patterns that I was engaging in and I just continued to grow deeper and deeper of a connection with myself that's where I cultivated the majority of my mindfulness practices because I had to rely so heavily on those practices in order to not be overcome with that sense of loneliness and that sense of feeling so far away from anything familiar and also being at the beginning of a new relationship and being away from that relationship it was it was extremely difficult in that way but like I said profoundly eye-opening and profoundly healing and I always say to people that spending time alone it doesn't have to be abroad but just in general I have spent a lot of time alone over the last few years and before those few experiences I really did not like being alone I always wanted to be surrounded by other people but now I I've created this safe space within my alone time that I crave it and it's how I recharge and so I think having that time alone you know not saying it's for everyone but for me that was a really powerful and transformational time and of course there were so many other reasons that being in that experience was 
life-changing in that being exposed to a completely different culture, a completely different way of life. Like I said, it was extremely rural and not a lot of English speakers, so I really got a very enriching cultural experience and was exposed to a completely different dynamic. Again, going to back to that experience of, I think the theme of the previous chapter of my life was thinking that the way that I lived and the decisions that I was making and the career path that I was on was kind of the way that everyone lived. And then in the same way that having that experience at camp was eye-opening. It was the same with going abroad and teaching abroad and seeing different ways of being. And of course, the lessons that I learned and the ways that I was transformed on that trip are, you know, something that I could spend a whole episode talking about. But for now, the main point I want to make is about how the experience of profound loneliness really shaped me and healed me and also helped me to realize the importance of my connection with my family and friends and community. So of course in between then, that was in 2018, and now there have been a lot of things that have happened and decisions that I've made to go into the most pivotal and transformational and the thing that I would say plays into where I'm at today is of course then finally having the realization and the decision that I would start to share some of the lessons that I learned, some of my studies, things that had worked for me, the experiences that I'd had with others. Because if you've listened to you know, my full story about mental health and anxiety. I went from experiencing daily panic attacks to not struggling with anxiety on a day-to-day basis at all. And I felt that when I was really in the depths of my struggles with anxiety, that I didn't see a lot of people talking about ways of regulating and ways that we could get to know our bodies and how we could come out on the other side. I felt like this was kind of just what I was dealing with for life and that there was no light at the end of the tunnel. And when I thought about feeling the way I felt, which was just really struggling to get through the day for the rest of my life, it just made me kind of then spiral into depression. And so when I actually started to find the tools and the things that started working for me, which it didn't change when I left the job, there were other factors that I needed to work on for years after I actually left the job. So of course, I mentioned this before, part of it can be environmental and situational, but for me, a big part of it was also my relationship to myself and the mentalities and the beliefs and the internal dialogue that I was continuing to perpetuate. But once I started to feel that shift and felt myself living day-to-day free of anxiety, I felt that I wanted to share that experience and while at the same time studying these topics of mindfulness and really going deep with my self-reflection and self-inquiry practice, I started to want to share that with folks that I was seeing struggle um, in my community. And so I started to do this in small ways and, you know, different ways on social media, started a blog, started a YouTube channel and just really experimenting with how I showed up. And of course, this was its own journey in and of itself because 
although we can sometimes pass social media off to be kind of just superficial and silly, I think it can teach us a lot about where we're at with ourselves and the relationship we have with ourselves because in the same way that we can have sort of a codependent relationship with others we can also have a codependent relationship with social media because it is our way of connecting with others and oftentimes I notice myself again placing a high amount of self-worth if we look at the theme from this whole episode it starts with having a high degree of self-worth in the career to having a high degree of self-worth associated with whether or not I'm in a relationship and then also translating into the way that I show up on social media and feeling very afraid of the reactions that I'm going to get or who's going to judge me because it's just such a you're just so exposed and I think in the past I had been so afraid to be seen and so afraid of judgment and rejection and being embarrassed that this was such a big deal for me as much as it so- it may sound silly, especially to be sharing things related to mental health that are relatively taboo still and also that are very deeply connected to my own story. It felt very vulnerable, but I also felt like it was so necessary in order to be able to connect with others and show others that you know we can collectively work together and help to support each other and hopefully I would be able to provide some insight to folks on that journey. There are so many ways in which this particular chapter of starting my own business, putting myself out there on social media, and talking openly about my own mental health journey has been transformational and I could literally go on about it forever but ultimately it's this really interesting journey of each time I feel myself being more seen I have like a new layer and a new level of self-inquiry and healing that I need to do it's been really cool because I've been able to connect with so many of you on your own journeys and different ways of you know exchanging our stories and it it's so powerful to me that like I'm truly boggled by the fact that I put podcasts like hour long of me just talking about whatever and that people actually listen to it and are interested and are curious and are giving me positive feedback that is so wild to me and you know beyond different forms of social media and seeing those transform and seeing communities form and you know hearing people try things that I've suggested or that I've experimented with myself and then then coming back and saying that it's it's been super helpful and it's helped them have these realizations like I just it's surreal it's surreal and I'm amazed by it every day and I'm amazed by the fact that I'm continuing to with every day be a little bit more brave in the way that I show up and the way that I express myself and I'm learning from others and seeing others be brave and seeing others express themselves and put themselves out there and you know celebrate themselves and advocate for themselves and be able to form these beautiful communities so truly being able to come back to that connection and the way I see like my whole experience and my whole process with this current chapter of now putting myself out there and putting the things that I've learned out there, this podcast, my TikTok, my Instagram, everything, is that I'm speaking to that former version of myself that was having those panic attacks that felt like there was no hope and 
that's kind of where I'm at with everything. I feel like I'm always going through these chapters and then speaking back to myself and affirming to myself that there are possibilities that exist outside of the experience that I'm presently having or the experience that I've had up until that point. And having that mentality just makes me feel much more expansive and much more open to the multitude of experiences that I could have and just feel expanded by those possibilities. So I think that's all I have for today. It's pretty late and I'm starting to feel like I'm ready for bed. And by late, I mean it's 8.45, which for me, I'm starting to wind down. But thank you for listening to this episode. I really appreciate that, you know, if you listen to this, you were curious to know a little bit more about my life and my journey. I think part of this community is that I want to share everything that has kind of helped me and supported me up to this point. Not all of those decisions and those experiences have been easy and I don't expect it to always be, you know, all positive and all easy and all happy. I think that is part of embracing the whole spectrum of life and yeah, If any of my experiences resonated with you in any way, I'd love to hear from you. And if you have any specific requests for me to expand on anything I talked about, I know I kind of talked briefly about each one of those experiences, but I'd be more than happy to go into a little bit more detail about anything that would be helpful. So with that said, I hope that you have a wonderful rest of your day. Thank you once again for being here, for being this part of this community, and I will see you next week. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs>